right. Okay. We want to welcome you to the table tonight. We've got tons of stuff to talk about. Um, don't even know where to start. We don't know where to start because there's been a lot that's happened since the last time that we were together at the table. Um, and it's been good because we've just kind of sat here. I don't even know what time it is, but uh, we're probably a little late getting started. But we ourselves always try to talk about our week and, and what we've done and stuff. And and so, like, um, you know, the Holy Spirit moves within our group and is moving within our group, giving our, um, our um, people opportunities to go and do other things other than the unlabeled table, which we've we're not giving them up, but we're sharing them because we know that the Lord, we're a team. We're a team. And, and any time that we can um, be used, our spiritual gifts be used, it's always a, just a blessing. And, and, you know, we're just covered it. So Alicia and Brittany have been, um, you know, given the opportunity to go into possibly the jail and help set up a podcast for our jail ministry. And so those testimonies definitely need to be told. And so, um, you know, I'm excited about that. Um, and so we've been talking. I'll let Lisa pick this week because I always have to pick the topic. And so I told her that this was her week. And it and I don't think that it was by mistake because I wouldn't have picked this. I wouldn't have I wouldn't have thought about this. And it just happened, you know, kind of with the Israel deal. So um we're talking about the Lord's protection tonight. And um, you know, the deal with Israel, um, I've taught about it a lot on TikTok this week, kind of like I've had questions like, why are the Jews always persecuted? And, um, you know, kind of what's going on in there. And it has, it really blows my mind that, the, that people don't really understand what's going on. They don't understand Israel and that it, and why it's holy. And, and the Jews are God's chosen people. And not that they're better than us. They're actually called stiff necks. So they're very hard headed and set in their ways. And none of them believe unless they have converted, none of them believe in that Jesus is the Messiah. And so they're waiting on their Messiah to come. And their Messiah is actually our antichrist so they hate christians and um you know and christians are praying for them to see the truth of god's word so you know israel is we know if we read you know i, I didn't really know a whole lot about israel too i had to really um, research it but you know they're they've been are very they've been rebel rebellious and they've been scattered and and the lord has promised to bring them back to him and that is the whole purpose of the tribulation. So the tribulation is not for the church. It is for Israel because those are God's chosen people. Um, and that's why when we talk about the tribulation, we talk about the rapture pre-trib because we, the church is not destined or um, will not get God's wrath. And the wrath will be poured out on Israel, but it will be to bring them back to him for their salvation. So it is, it's very complex and very hard to understand. But in all of this, um, most of this, if this is like the Psalms 83 war or the Ezekiel, what'd you say? 38 mm -hmm, so. war, this is what God's plan is. And so, um, a lot of people have asked me like, well, how do we pray for Israel? Um, and I tell them to pray for God's will because, you know, you want the peace of the innocent, which, um, I do believe God protect, protects his children that are over there, his, his, the ones who call out on his name. Um, it, many times he says in the Bible that we will see things, but it won't come near to us. And um, so I think that the people that are experiencing um, the war, you know, firsthand, they will have a protection from the Lord if they meet the conditions. And, and I'll go into that a little bit. Um, but the Lord has protection for his people. Um, and it's just, 
we've been very, very heavy about Israel. And we actually, on Monday, we set that morning for prayer and um, protection for Israel. And I just got in the word and, and studied a little bit about it because I, I didn't know a whole lot of people were asking. So, um, yes, definitely pray for Israel and for the innocent, because I look, I've seen so many videos of the children over there that are just innocent children. You know, they're four or five years old and, um, you know, they're bloody. And, and the women, I was telling Lisa earlier that there's a verse that says that the women will be raped. And that's what we're seeing on TV is the women pulled out of cars and says that they're being raped. And, and, and so, like, do I, I don't. Right now, I don't say like, oh, this is, you know, prophecy or whatever. I, we have to wait. We have to wait and see if this is if this is just another war or if this is what Ezekiel 38 and Psalms what 83. Say, 83 say, um, because Damascus has to be destroyed. Um, and, and, but, and that's a prophecy that hasn't happened yet right. that they're looking yeah. to happen. So. And so I don't know. I, I don't know that that happens pre-trib. I don't know. I don't know when, where that falls into it, but I do think we're going to get into some really hard times before we're gone. I'm, 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 I'm still like Lord in any day and they're still feasting in Israel. So there, and, and I know Lisa's got a lot of information on the feasts that are going on and when the, when the war started. Um, God's very calculated, and um, I mean, it is, it's horrific to watch, but you have to understand that God is a sovereign God, and He is not going to allow anything to happen to anybody on this earth unless He allows it. Mm -hmm. So that's kind of like where we're going to, you know, the Lord's protection, and He's sovereign in everything, even the bad things. Um it says he doesn't cause pain without bringing something good from it. So um, you want to start with um, a uh, little, let's talk a little bit about Israel and some of the things that you, you found as far as their, it was the Sabbath. and Yeah, so they had just finished the Feast of Tabernacles mm -hmm. and it was called Sukkot. I'm not sure how to spell that, but it, it was on their Sabbath. And so this was their Saturday morning when all this went down. Um, and so they were celebrating Sinkot Torah which is the end of a year of reading the Torah and the beginning of reading, the next year of reading the Torah. Um, and so it was one of the most festive days on the Israel calendar. So um, they knew what they were doing. Mm -hmm. And yeah. so, and I, I think about the date because that was October 7th and then 7th is the a completion, yeah, yeah. the number. Mm -hmm. um, and so, um, and then the Iron Dome. So they had this Iron Dome, which I didn't know much about it, but evidently it, um, detects missiles. It's a radar. And it oh yeah, it missiles. knocks them down. Yeah, and somehow, uh, and I still haven't heard anything um, about how it got through. That's what I. That's the first thing I said to my husband. Well, what about their dome? Because I have watched many times Gaza, you know, uh, shoot missiles over into Israel and and watch the dome take it down. The Iron Dome, you know, it just shoots those missiles out. And well, I'm even thinking, today, I was watching videos of today it catching and um, hitting those missiles. So yeah. I don't know what what happened where yeah. they got through. I know that they were coming through on um, those hang gliders. Yes, I think that it was a uh, the the biggest thing. I think was that it was more of a military attack from the inside because I think there were some people at a music festival that had no idea that there was missiles being flown in. And then they, all of a sudden you see these, mm -hmm. these um, men with guns and their military men yeah. coming across the border. Yeah. And that should remind you of what's happening on our right. border right, right now. And so that's one of the things that I 
taken away from all of this is like this might be happening in Israel right now, but it's coming here. Absolutely, because there's it, thousands it is of here. Yes. And so there are Palestinians protesting in New York, Chicago, California, um, because they're Muslims and they want the Muslim but, yeah, faith. Which is Gaza. They're on the yeah. they're on the side that is against Israel. So And they're they're saying that um their faith will be through all of the houses, mm -hmm. you know, here yeah. in the United States, yeah. and they won't stop until it happens. So um, that's just one of the big things that's been weighing on my heart is like, we've got to be able to protect ourselves. Yeah. And in the very beginning um, of the tribulation, you know, there's there's a couple horses, you know, the first one is the Antichrist, and then, um, then there's war. Um, and so... I, Everybody wants to say nuclear, but I don't believe it's nuclear. I think it's what's coming across our border right now. And if you look at videos now, um, this is something that me and my husband, my husband used to be very political and seems like when I got political, he stopped, you know? Um, and so I'm constantly saying things to him and he still has a lot of faith in our military and he has a lot of faith in the police. And I'm saying, honey, I need to get on board. And so we, we've kind of like went back and forth this week on, I need you to see because he doesn't do TikTok, he doesn't do social media. So he's like, he doesn't see the videos. And everybody thinks TikTok and social media is like the devil's radio or whatever. It is giving us tons of information right now, letting us see firsthand because they can't desensitize or they can't like keep that Manipulate. stuff. Yeah. yeah. I mean, they can, but not they like can take the it news. down, but it takes a minute. And there's people who actually see it and save it and repost it. And, and so, like, when you look at the border, um, there are only men coming across the border. It is only men. And and I saw a video today that said that our our military is so, um, there's not many people going to the military right now. So they are thinking about opening it up to immigrants. <laughs> and I'm like, there is no way, yeah. there is no way, but they're get, they're gonna let them become citizens. Um, and it's not that we don't want people from other countries being the citizen of the United States, but most of these people are Hor they're criminals and they have done horrible, yes, they've yeah. done horrible crimes. And so like they have, what? and one thing I will say, when we went to China to adopt my daughter, they don't value life like America does. And so like, it's no big deal to kill a kid or to kill a woman or to do any of those things. And so this is who is coming into our land um, in through Texas and Arizona. Um, and that's why the, some of the politicians are fighting so hard against it. Uh, that's why we needed the wall and, and, you know, and in the Bible, there's borders, there's borders. I mean, we, we are to have borders. We're not to um, just let, and it's not that they can't come over, but they need to do it legally and be vetted and to make sure that they're safe. And, you know, if you look at the crime rate right now, a lot of it is immigrant um, people and you know, we, we can't vet them. We don't know what they've done. And then when we do find them and they do find out where they're from, they're, they've done heinous crimes. I mean, like murder and, and everything. And so we just really need to wake up and understand that we are, I, I, I guess everybody is scared of the end of times or maybe everyone has always said, oh, it's the end of times because, you know, it's just on and on and on. But for me, your faith, like if the Bible says it, then you have to believe it. You can't just keep putting it off and and, you know, this this war right here has been the biggest eye opener for me. Like, wow, we really are. Because I, I sometimes think, well, maybe I'm, I'm 
too excited or whatever, but like the it just keeps getting worse and worse and worse and worse. And and he says that we and the Bible says we we've never seen it like that. So we will see earthquakes, but we won't. We've never seen the earthquakes at that magnitude, or we've never. There's been fires, but we've never seen the fires that we've seen. So we've never seen what is coming before. And so that means like volcanoes will erupt and it will be horrible. We've never seen it to that magnitude of destruction or natural disaster. I was like, we'll probably get a blizzard this this Christmas because our weather's just crazy, you know, and they can say it's global warming. Nope, it's called Jesus about to destroy everything. <laughs> it's about what it is, you know, so um, that's just how it is. He's going to be the one to destroy the earth, not, not hairspray cans or um, cow farts. <laughs> There's a comedy right there. <laughs> I mean, when they said the cow gas is <laughs> killing the ozone layer, I'm like, what? Okay. So, anyway, yeah. You're going to get us more subscribers. <laughs> so, anyway, yeah. So, no, no cow farts are going to take out the world. So, all right. So, what else do you have? Well, I was listening to Jimmy Evans today, and um, I thought this was pretty significant. Safe versus, saved versus safe. And so, faith in Jesus and the and his blood makes you saved. Faith in God's word makes us safe. Mm -hmm. And then that's where we were um, going to study the Psalm 91, the Lord's protection. Mm -hmm. And so being in the word and um, having faith in the word, that's our protection. That's right. That's right. And, you know, we don't think like, um, I, I was led to Matthew 6. I love that, like, we do, we just say what we're going to do, and then we just let the Holy Spirit take us to where it's going. And so, like, mine took me to um, Matthew 6, and um, I'll just read 9 through um, 13. Um, but it says, Our Father in heaven, hallowed be your name. Your kingdom come, your will be done on earth as it is in heaven. Give us this day our daily bread, and forgive us of our debts as we forget, have forgiven our debtors. And lead us not into temptation, but deliver us from evil. So... He, so this this right here um, is is a prayer that that Jesus it's the pattern he gave us a pattern for our prayer mm -hmm. and so when I was looking at prayers like I remember that the disciples asked Jesus how to pray and I'm like well they're Jewish you know like shouldn't they have known how to pray because like they studied and you had to you know you started studying at 13 years old you became a, a man at 13 and then you went into like a Jewish school to learn the Torah and everything about it. And so, so what happened from the Old Testament to the New Testament? Because the Old Testament prayers were like pleading with the Lord, with God. Like, you know, and it wasn't so much of a like a selfish prayer or like a self prayer. They prayed for all of like Israel as a whole, like bless Israel instead of bless me. And so, so what happened? And basically, um, you know, Jesus tells us not to pray like the hypocrite. And he was talking about the Pharisee and the Sadducee who would stand out and pray in synagogues and at the widest portion of the intersections of the streets in order to be seen. And then you also had pagan um, people who were worshiping fake gods and they would be more like a mechanic robot. Like they would just recite prayer and just recite things over and over again, almost like, um, like begging God, mm -hmm. you know, for, and it was, it was, nonsense it was and that's how jesus tells us not to pray and so they're like well you know john the baptist when he came on the scene he was praying differently than what the other jewish people were you know it was in it was in secret um they fasted with it 
Um, and so it was different. And, and the Jews were actually mad at Jesus when he said, our father, because not one time in the Old Testament is, is he called father. It's always God. Um, and so when Jesus was like, our father, it made the Jews mad and they wanted to kill him. And so what happened is that it made it an intimate, personal relationship with your father, like little children going to their father to, to pray and petition. But with this vert or with this uh, prayer, you know, we, it says um, they were spiritually phony. The, the Pharisee were, were spiritually phony and they were not praying for their, for the glory of God or even for the expression of their, of their religion, but rather they were praying to be seen. And it was hypocrisy at the worst. These were spiritual leaders and they had taken the way that the Jews had prayed of the Old Testament and changed it for their own, you know, for their selfishness to be seen. And, and instead of, and, and same way with the pagans, the pagans, they just wanted to do a ritual or, you know, get that prayer out with so many words. And it, that's how Jesus says not to do it. Um, let's see. Um, Jesus told disciples, you know, not to pray like this and that the Lord's prayer has been used in our church. This is what stepped on my toes. He said, how many times have we been praying the Lord's prayer? And we just state it. We do it with an unclean heart or not a pure heart. Like you just think about it. I mean, I don't know. I've been in church services before where I've been praying and this is like, this has everything that you need. Um, that you could ever want in your life. I mean, your daily bread, your needs, the protection from temptation to be delivered from evil. And so if you're just throwing up a prayer because everybody's like, let's recite the Lord's prayer, you know, you're doing it just nonchalantly because someone told you to say it. And, um, most of the time our hearts aren't pure mm -hmm. and, and we're just reciting it. And so, we don't want to do that anymore because the condition of your heart will determine protection from the Lord, daily need from the Lord, I mean, him supplying your daily needs. And so we have to understand that if we want protection from the Lord, there is a condition that we have to meet. And it's not just, oh, Lord, protect me. You know, you, you have to walk in the spirit. I mean, we have said this, we have said this over and over again, like being obedient to what God's uh, commands are, that we should always seek a pure heart. We should seek the kingdom of God. Um, and it shouldn't be hypocrisy of just, you know, standing up, want to say a big old, nice, wordy, churchy language prayer. Um, because I, I think that's intimidating. And I think that Satan uses that a lot of times to keep people from praying out loud. I mean, I was scared to death to pray out loud the very first time. But um, so we are so guilty of I wasn't praying. You're not guilty of it. Like I've been because I'm mean, scared. I, you're, oh, please, sister. Yes. I'll be like, you have beautiful prayers, though. Your prayers Thank are beautiful. You. They really are. Mine are just. Um, I don't know. Oh, I don't God. know. Your prayer when we were doing the conference and you prayed. One maybe one of the nights we were practicing. That. Oh my goodness, it was so good. Yeah, well, that was the that was the spirit. But so we have to focus and make sure that our hearts right. We focus on God more than anything else, and that prayer exalt exalts God. And so, if you're going to ask God for something, whether it be to give you your daily bread, to forgive um, of your sins, your your heart condition has to be in the right place. Um, and when your heart's not right, then 
he doesn't he he can hear your prayer, but he doesn't have to do he he won't do anything. So you go ahead and touch something else on Lord's protection, and then I'll come back in. Well, I went into Psalm ninety one, which is um, it says security of the one who trusts in the Lord. Um, he who dwells in the shelter of the Most High will abide in the shadow of the Almighty. Um, all of us want to be safe. Yes. And so right now in this world, we're kind of, a lot of us look to like um, alarm systems and, right. you know. That's where our trust is. The the lighting that comes on when you walk outside. but Your gun, your, your gun, knife. Yeah, to be able to physically. um and not that those things are bad. Don't get me wrong. We got we have all that. You need those. Yes, absolutely. Um, but our absolute protection comes from from that's right, the Lord. Because He's so. not going to allow you to die if it is not your time to die. Like no one can hoodoo God. No one can trick Him or intervene. And I know people will say, "Well, what about people who murder themselves?" The Lord knew that that was going to happen. Um, he is sovereign. He is all knowing. Um, and I don't understand all that. I don't understand. And it's not that he allows it. I mean, we have free will. Mm-hmm. He hates it. He hates it when someone commits suicide. That's not what he had planned. He had all kinds of good things planned for them. But they get to choose that. And he knows. And so, um, you know, it is. It is. It's It's a very hard thing to understand. But, like, it, it all comes down to faith. Like, if you, I was telling Brittany earlier as we were talking about, um, you know, things that were going on in the world and stuff. Like when you realize how true, we were talking about the Old Testament and how everything prophesied Jesus and that there's not one thing that was prophesied about Jesus in the Old Testament that has, well, there's a few things and that's about the stuff that's coming. But not since he has came and died, all of those prophecies, this is this book's been written over 1,500 years mm-hmm. in two or three different languages, uh, Arabic, Greek, and Hebrew. Um, over generation after generation after ge- and not one time does it contradict anything. That's how true this book is. And so when you test things by the word, it's it's always going to stand. People have always tried to um, prove this book wrong and it has stood for 2,000 years and no person in 2023, 2024 is going to be able to do that because his word stands mm-hmm. as truth. And so that's why I love his word. And it's not that I have to be right. I I want to stand on truth. And um, and we have to know that he's the source and we can't yeah. just um, ever let the resources. So like a gun or alarm yeah. system or whatever, that's not because he's going to protect us. Yeah, all so those things to. are failing. Those mm-hmm. are failing. But when you know that God's word is true, you can stand on it. That's why it says build your house on a solid foundation. And, you know, it won't be taken out by the storm. It says the storm's still going to hit it. You're still going to get the storms. But if you stand on this, nothing can take you out because it is the truth. And everybody has a truth, but it's not the truth. And so it's so comforting to be able to stand solid on this on this book. Because you know that it is true and it has proved itself true over and over and over again. I wanted to read the, the note here in my, for Psalm 91 in my book or in the Bible. Um, this psalm describes God's ongoing sovereign protection of his people from the ever-present dangers and terrors which surround humanity. The original setting may be that of any um, army about to go to battle. Most of the terrors mentioned in this psalm are left undefined no doubt intentionally so that no kind of danger is omitted from application. 
Believers in every age can read this psalm and learn that nothing can harm a child of God unless the Lord unless the Lord permits it. Yeah. However, in light of many references in the psalms to the future messianic kingdom, this psalm must be read as being literally fulfilled. Yes. It's like you claim you're claiming what the Lord has already mm -hmm. like it's not you don't have to beg God because he's already claimed that he would protect you and that's that's why I use Matthew 6 because he says like his name will be hallowed his kingdom will come his will will be done he's already promised to give us our daily bread um, he's already promised complete forgiveness he's already promised that he would lead us and guide us away from evil in the path of righteousness so it's like when you pray prayers like that you're claiming what he has already promised us you know and so that is that's that's a thing to stand on when you pray for protection and you use other scriptures to pray and he likes for us to speak the scripture that is, back to he, us. he yearns for his children mm -hmm. to pray and and cry out to him i mean it, you're not bothering him i he, liked your TikTok today talking about doing that and it's, mm -hmm. it makes a lot of sense yeah um, this is something that really got me was when he when we say um, lead us not into temptation um, and deliver us from evil that is God's protection but but listen this is this is what is so crazy to me um, we we um, we dread trial and temptation mm -hmm. and and you know um, that is something it we hate going through things. But if you look in James, it says, um, consider it joy when you go through trials. But this says, he says, do not lead us into temptation. So, but deliver us from evil. So does that mean if we don't pray this prayer, does he lead us into te to temptation? And will he not deliver us from evil if we don't ask it? And so um, that was kind of like what the end of this sermon was about. And he said, I was listening to John MacArthur and he was talking about, well, you know, um, if we look at the word, because a lot of things get lost in translation, but the word temptation, we know God doesn't tempt us. Mm -hmm. So we know that that can't be God leaving, you know, lead us not into temptation. He can't lead us to be tempted because it's in uh, Matthew, some, uh, Matthew 10, no, in Matthew 5, it says that we will not, I don't know, I've wrote it down somewhere. I'll have to find it in a minute, but there's a verse that says that we won't be tempted by God and God won't be tempted and he won't tempt man. Um, so is the word really doesn't need to be temptation and it can't be trial either because it says in, in Matthew or in James, it says that we are to rejoice when we come under trials because trials makes us patient and patience has a perfect work and it's, we know trials are good for us. And so he says that with, and this right here, when it says, do not lead us into, into temptation, that that is the heart's cry out a human, our humanness, because we're so scared of going through trials and we're so scared of being um, in evil and things like that. And it just was so uh, that he put that in there. Like it is, it's like a hidden egg because you, you know that God doesn't tempt and you know that he wants us to go through trials because it strengthens our faith. And it says, rejoice when you're persecuted. But then in Matthew 10, it says, flee from persecution. Mm -hmm. So it's like, what do we do? And so this is what he said. He said, so you are to flee from persecution, but when it catches you, mm -hmm. you are to rejoice in the midst of it. And I'm like, oh my goodness. So we are supposed to ask the Lord to not run us into trials. I mean, we can, I mean, but when we do get in there, we are to rejoice 
And so we are to ask our Father to lead us and guide us. And um, He also promises us a way of escape. That's right. That's right. But it also makes us strong, and it also builds us. And so there is a building spiritually through every trial you go through, even though we hate to go through them. I mean, even Jesus said, let this cup pass from me. Mm-hmm. But it was through that trial that he redeemed the whole earth. And so he didn't want to go through it, but because he went through it, but there was redemption was being for the world. Tempted, when he was being tempted by Satan, and yeah. what did he do? He gave him back the word. Yeah, he, he said, it is written. Mm-hmm. That's what he kept it's saying. Written. And so like, if you don't know what is written, you can't fight the battle of temptation with the word because, you know, ain't nothing else is going to happen. So um, I just love that part. Like, you know, you have to look at your trials differently. Like when you find yourself in trials, rejoice. If you find yourself caught in persecution, rejoice, you know, because you know there's a bigger plan and it's worth it. Like Stephen and everybody that was murdered um, for their faith, we would not have what we have today if they would have went kicking and screaming, you know. Um, th- I, my pastor was telling a story of a man who was like, you know, persecution was worse back in the old days. And there was a bunch of them get in line being burned at the stake. And there was a little younger boy behind this older man. And he said, I'm scared. I'm scared. And he said, so will you tell me if it hurts? as he's getting burned at the stake and the older man said I will tell you if it hurts and as this man is lit on fire he looks back at the young boy and he does like this and I'm thinking Lord please let that be me you know what I'm saying and it just it like and and you can read uh, Fox's books of martyrs and it will tell stories like that all the time of people who have been persecuted for their faith and how the Lord has given they're in front of you and they're going to behead you. Yeah. Like, and they want you to announce Jesus. Yeah. Like, you can't do it. Can't do it. And I think the Lord gives you something at that time. I really do. I mean, he gave everybody else. I, you know, no one that I know that went kicking and screaming. So, um, you know, we don't know what's coming. Um, you know, I'm, I'm sure like, you know, all these immigrants, when they start, when we start running out of food and all this stuff, because, you know, famine's coming. If we are here for a famine, um, then I you know, they're going to start breaking into houses. But I also, I believe that the church will be protected in that time because you're going to know how to pray. That's what my goal is, is to learn the correct way to pray without being a hypocrite or without just saying a prayer, you know. And I'm so used to, all that name, now I lay me down to sleep, I pray the Lord my soul. Even though that's a scary, scary prayer, like I should die (laughs) before I wake, you know, like don't teach your kid that prayer. Um, Teach your kid to pray, but like, that was me. I would just say a prayer and it had no meaning and no, you know, I have to pray and things like that. So when your focus is on God, he sees your heart and that's when he gives you. Um, and the more you know about God, the richer your prayers are. So seek first his kingdom mm. because he already knows what you need. Yes. So. I, I have found a bunch of uh, things on Pinterest that I'm going to start posting about. I'm going to start teaching about scripture prayer because I've done a few of them. And they are beautiful. I'm telling you, I have found one for my husband. And, um, you know, my husband and I have been talking about, we, we start our personal Bible study Thursday. Um, you and him are? Mm-hmm. Yes. 
So um, he says he needs more time, but yet, and I told him, I was like, you know, more time, I like, we're together a lot, but like, when I'm with you, we're not doing anything other than watching TV. And he said, well, what, what can we do different? But, you know, I said, let's study the Bible. <laughs> I said, let's study the Bible. And I used to be afraid to pray in front of him because I was embarrassed and stuff. But since I have been teaching and been in conferences and stuff like that, I no longer am afraid to, to or embarrassed to pr pray in front of my husband. So that starts Thursday. And so last night, he, today we had to go, um, his stepdad came home and uh, we had to go over and help him into the wheelchair. And he told me that he didn't sleep last night. And he's heard me say many times that if the Lord wakes you up in the middle of the night, you better get up because he's got a word for you. So grab your Bible you know, start reading something. And he said he went to Ephesians 6. Well, you know. Um, David did. Mm -hmm. And so that's so unlike him. Like he is, uh, God is wanting him in the word. And so he said, I don't know why, you know, I went to Ephesians 6 or, and he said, then I went back, I wasn't tired after that. And I started in Ephesians 1 and read through 5. And, and those are about marriage and husband and wife and things. And um, I said, it's because he wants to prepare you for Thursday. And so it was just like, it was good to build him up. And um, awesome. yeah, it's been a long time coming. It's been a hard road to get there. And I know that if we are faithful, he will be faithful to us. And it's just getting both of us at the table to sit down and say, this is important to me. Um, and having the courage to even ask. I mean, it just kind of came out. I didn't have it plan, but the Lord had put it on my heart. Like you haven't even prayed with David. You haven't. And I've said it so many times at podcasts, but it's just, we, we just struggle. And so I, he, I showed him some videos last night on TikTok of the, of the immigrants and stuff, one, letting him see, and he's just like, oh my gosh. And so it is time to start talking about that to your family and asking if your husband doesn't leave your home, you know, having to sit, having the courage to sit down and say, listen, this is what's going on. Um, you can't deny it now. You can't deny the war in, in Israel. You can't you can't deny scripture that this could possibly be prophecy um, being fulfilled and what could possibly happen. And so letting them know that, you know, they're, they're supposed to protect the home, your husband is. They're supposed to be the spiritual leader. They're supposed to be the breadwinner. And that's why all this big, you know, women go women, that's part of Satan's plan because they're wanting, to, he's wanting to mess. And not that a woman can't hold a position or be a boss, but she has an order. She has a place and I'll probably be ripped for that, but that's just how it is. Um, I do not believe that we should ever have a woman president to lead our country or anything like that. I struggle with women police officers because of the muscle difference in between men. I mean, so there's, there, we're a weaker vessel. We're a helper. And, um, and that's by the Bible. So a lot of people don't like that, but that is to mess up God's order of things. So that's his whole plan on all of it is to mess it all up. So protection from the Lord. Do you have anything else as far as like uh, verses that I have a lot of, verses. okay, that people can, yeah. can cry out. Listen, I had a girl on TikTok tell me, she was like, you know, you, you do great on TikTok. You do great, but you, you never quote scripture. Yeah, but I don't, I'll quote the scripture. I just don't tell people where to get it. Oh, and so that was convicting yeah. to me. And I, I, I thanked her for that, um, you know, because I didn't realize that. But she was wanting to know some of the places where I talk about this stuff. And so, like, I've I've tried my best to, to do that. But for me, I'm just, like, trying to get the word out in your limited time. And so, yeah. 
So Isaiah 40, 31, but those who hope in the Lord will renew their strength. Mm -hmm. They will soar on wings like eagles. They will run and not grow weary. They will walk and not be faint. So when you remain patient and um, refuse to give up on the Lord, uh, he will always come for you in your time of need. Uh, Proverbs 2, 8, he protects the paths of justice and guards the way of those who are loyal to him. Um, you know, if someone, we can't lose if God's on our that's side. That's right. That's the thing about it. You're on the winning team. And so yeah. it, let's say home invasion happens, you know, because I, I believe that that will happen sometime in the future. You know, um, homes will be invaded. Stop saying, oh, God, oh, God, you better cry the name of Yeshua out. You know, I, I, I this, 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 uh, I'm glad it's in English. I'm glad this is all in English. But I love to cry out his name, his, his birth given name. And I know that everything has been translated to where we, but I do believe a lot of these things have kind of the similar same meaning. And so some things can get lost, just like what we, we did with the temptation. Well, we know that God doesn't tempt us and we know that that's really not what it's saying, but it, that is the translated version because that's the closest word, English word that could get to what it's really trying to say. So like, it doesn't say this in like his name is Yeshua mm -hmm. and God's name is Yahweh. And so, um, when time comes, I mean, it's Yeshua because you've got to go through him. That's God. right. So I, I've made people mad this week because I said, it is not biblical to say, I rebuke you in the name of Jesus. You don't have any power. So don't say, I even, even, so in Jude 9, when the Michael, Michael, the archangel and Satan were fighting over Moses's body. And I still don't know why they have the, why they were fighting over Moses's body. I think because they know Moses is going to be one of the two witnesses. I'm, I'm pretty sure. Uh, but they had it. They hadn't. They were fighting over his body, and even the archangel would not say, "I rebuke you, Satan." He said, "The Lord rebuke you," and I think that's a learned behavior. We can resist, and he will flee. But nowhere does I, if the Holy Spirit is not in you, you aren't anything. It's the Holy Spirit, which is Jesus and God, the Trinity that rebukes and so a lot of people so were mad about the and this is probably one that they brought up yeah the scorpions yeah yes that you have so, power over over authority over you because you have the holy spirit so when you when and people were like well what about if you say in the name of jesus and i'm like but scripture says that michael the archangel did not even do it and that's jude 9 jude 10 and jude 11 so why would you take that chance. And people, and somebody said, well, they say you leave in Jesus name. Okay. That's perfectly fine to tell a demon to leave in Jesus name. Cause there's no I in it. Gotcha. You see what I'm saying? And mm -hmm. I feel like that is a trick from Satan. So it's the Lord rebuke you. The Lord rebuke you. And a lot of people had a big issue with that cause they have grown up learning. I rebuke you. I've said it 50,000 times. Yeah. I rebuke you in the name of Jesus. You don't do anything. It's the Holy Spirit in you that rebukes. And I think that that is a learned behavior, just like the star of David is nowhere in the Bible. It is a learned thing that we have heard and we've just continued and we, we want it to be good. But, but when you go to scripture, Michael, the archangel, who is so high and lifted up with God, you know, like his, his main man says that he did not even do it. Thank God for him. Yes, that he says the Lord rebuke you. And I'm telling you what, Lots of people got on me, but I'm like, okay, I used to say it, but it doesn't bother me. 
I don't say it anymore because I read June 9. There's no, why, why does that offend you? I think you need to check your pride. Mm -hmm. Because, you know, and they're like, well, you're given, you have the power. The power is the Holy Spirit, not you. You have the power inside you. But if you didn't have the Holy Spirit, you wouldn't be able to do nothing. You see what I'm saying? Mm -hmm. So, I mean, I, I got in trouble. They was mad at me, but... They'll be all right. Yeah, they'll be all right. So, like, for me, it, it is when I see something in the in, and I'm doing it wrong. Well, that's what the Lord calls us to do. Just, like, you learn, you learn, he teaches you, you that's teach. Right. And, and we've learned wrong from our childhood. There's so many things I have learned that are wrong that I have said or done or it's actually pagan or it's witchcraft that I've, all these little things that I've learned um, that we say just out of routine and that actually has a occult meaning, um, words matter. Your words matter. And so, like, I am going to call out Yeshua. Mm -hmm. When I stand in, in front and they say, why should I let you in heaven? Because of Yeshua. Mm -hmm. You know, um, Father is the English word, but it's really Abba. I say Abba when yeah. I pray. So, I mean, like, you know, throw some of those words in there. Um, and I know it's a heart matter, and the Lord knows what you... But when the scripture says that this is what Michael did, I'm going to do what Michael did. And everybody else can just continue to do what they want to do. Um, until you're convicted of it. Until you're convicted of it. And um, and I feel like the ones that are really, really seeking and wanting to do the right thing. Like, I want to pray right. And that's why the disciples, they were with Jesus, but they wanted to know the right way to pray. Because there was other people over here being hypocrites. And, and they wanted to pray right. So... And they were Jewish, and they had learned all that stuff from their from their childhood. So I think we just need to let Scripture lead us. And when when something comes up, and it's not matching how Mama taught you, <laughs> or your church taught you, um, maybe the Lord has opened your eyes so you can go back and take them to Scripture because that's what you you can't do it on your own. You just take them to Jude nine, and where you know if Michael was going to do that, he'd be like, "I rebuke you." He didn't say that. He said, "The Lord rebuke you." Um, and we know that actually all the words have been changing, changed from Lord to Yahweh um, in, in a lot of this. So I don't know why they would take God's name out and add Lord. So Psalm 23, 4, um, he who has clean hands and a pure heart, who has not lifted up his soul to falsehood and has not sworn deceitfully. Um, that's your condition. That was not the right one. No, but Sorry. Well, I think you were supposed to say that because you are supposed to have a pure heart yeah. when you petition anything from God. And so if you're asking God um, to protect you, you know, that's important. Well, this even goes on. Well, Psalm 23, you're talking about the Lord, the, the, yeah, the Lord. That rod and the staff that comfort me. Um, but Psalm 24, 7, it says... Um, I'm going to continue with what I messed up and went. Oh, yeah. I think that's good. Uh, he shall receive blessings from the Lord and righteousness from the God of his salvation. This is the generation of those who seek him, who seek your face, even Jacob. Lift up your heads, O gates, and be lifted up, O ancient doors, that the king of glory may come in. Who is the king of glory? The Lord strong and mighty, the Lord mighty in battle. Um, lift up your heads, O gates, and lift them up, O ancient doors, that the King of Glory may come in. Who is this? Who is this King of Glory? The Lord of Hosts. He is the King of Glory. See, that was not a mistake that you made. <laughs> that was supposed to have be, been read. Yeah. Um, 
Psalm 31, 4, get me out of this net that's been set for me because you are my protective fortress. These are all done like prior. So you have to understand like before you go into something, before you go into battle, these need to be your your war cries out to the Lord. Because I, I know like David Platt, he was over in India one time and there was a witch doctor over there and you know, they, they do all these spells and curses and stuff. And he heard the Lord say, I've got this. Because you know how this, this? this was David Platt. And so um, so this witch doctor is coming at him to, you know, because he's teaching people about Jesus. And he just heard the Lord telling him to be still. And that witch doctor fell dead. So sometimes we take it upon ourselves. The Lord says he'll fight our battle. I've got to get better at We're listening. to be still. Yeah, we're to be still. I know. Yes. I know. But this is what's good. And I love this. So true followers, we're, we worry about our, when, when I say there's a condition and that we're supposed to have a pure heart and we're supposed to be walking with the Lord, our true followers are, are um, we're worried about our future sin versus, I mean, we're so thankful that the Lord delivered us from sin and that he forgave us for sin, but we also are worried about future sinning. And so I know that my sins, I know what my sins, my past sins did to me, mm-hmm. and I don't want those sins to be continued. And so when I say you know, there's a condition. It's because you have to know if you're really, truly saved. You should be worried about your future sin as well. Like, keep me from temptation. Deliver me from the evil one. They're crying out to that because their past sin was so horrible and that had to be forgiven. But we also don't want to fall right back into that with our future sin. And so um, God has been so gracious to forgive the past that I don't want to tread on his grace in the future. A true Christian doesn't seek a license to sin. He doesn't find a uh, find in grace a way to trample on God or a way to abuse his love, a way to force to be constantly forgiven, but rather he seeks sanctification. And that is what it is. It is walking with the Lord every day and he will protect you. And if you're not walking with the Lord, I think you're in trouble. So it's time to start looking at your sin and the sins that you're currently in because your sins have been forgiven. And you don't want to trample on God's grace because, yes, once forgiven, always forgiven. Your sins are forgiven, even your future sins. But it should be such a big deal to you that you do not want to sin. And so there you you have a pure heart. And you're living in the spirit. And so you know that what you request for protection will be like that. Like when I am fearful or I don't know what situation I'll be put in, but I pray that the Lord makes me strong and I stand and I don't that I represent him mm-hmm. well. Because that's that's what it is. Because I want, like, if, if I have to be a martyr or whatever, somebody comes and uh, says for me to denounce Jesus as Lord, I will die. Point blank. I will die unless he saves me. And that's just it. Um, and so if you aren't walking with the Lord and know the Lord, you will never stand like that. You will denounce him. You will fall. Um, because persecution will be too hard for you. And so you have to keep remembering and reminding yourself what the word says and that he's strong in battle. I love that. Mm -hmm. And that he he is there to protect you. Um, Let's see. Romans 8.18. I believe that the present suffering is nothing compared to the coming glory that's going to be revealed to us. That's right. And that's that's not like there. That's here. Mm -hmm. So when you're in persecution, that's a verse that's good. Like I know that whatever I'm going through right now, I know there's something better that's coming for me. And those are the verses that need to be going through your mind when you're standing in front of the enemy. 
And the Lord can take you out of anything. I mean, just like the, you know, Meshach, Shadrach, and Abednego. I mean, they were in the fire. They did not smell like smoke. There was a fourth one in the fire. I mean, so you don't know when Daniel in the lion's den. You don't know when he had to go in the lion's den. They had to go in the fire. So they were scared, but they were standing straight. But the Lord chose not to. And so you don't know when he is going to choose to deliver you in front of everyone yeah. to strengthen their faith. And so you got to go, you got to go out boldly and... If you die, you're with the Lord. And so it's a win-win either way. Joshua 1, 9, I've commanded you to be brave and strong, haven't I? Yes. Don't be alarmed or terrified because the Lord your God is with you wherever you go. That's right. And so God has already, already shown you his strength. Remember that courage in times of trouble, take comfort that he is with you. That's right. So he never leaves you. He never forsakes you. Those are, those are some of those verses that I put on the back of our shirt, uh, standing on God's promises. Because you got to stand on those promises when, when you're in a time of, of fear. And it says, do not be afraid. It says, take courage. Do not be anxious. You know, and so those are the things that have to be in your heart, hidden in your heart, that you will know that no matter what, no matter what, God has you. And it's his plan. Second Thessalonians 3.3, 3, but the Lord is faithful and he will strengthen you and protect you from the evil one. Mm -hmm. He's faithful every time. He's never not been faithful. Deuteronomy 31, 6, be strong and courageous. Do not be afraid or terrified because of them. For the Lord your God goes with you. He'll never leave you nor forsake you. Um, Isaiah 54, 17, no weapon formed, I love that song. No weapon formed against you will prevail and you will refute every tongue that accuses you. This is the heritage of the servants of the Lord, declares the Lord. Read that one. I love that one. Deuteronomy 31, 6. Deuteronomy 31, 6, be strong and courageous. Do not be afraid or terrified because of them. For the Lord your God goes with you. He will never leave you nor forsake you. That's like my favorite one because don't be afraid of them. Don't be afraid of them. It, they're afraid of him. And so that's why I'm saying like when you call out the name of Jesus, there's power in his name. But you can't get that power if your Holy Spirit's grieved. If your Holy Spirit's grieved or you have quenched your Holy Spirit, that's why walking in the Spirit. And so when you do all these things that you're supposed to do, not perfectly, but in obedience, and you're asking the Lord, I want a pure heart. Help me to seek the kingdom of God before. And, and I've been praying scripture. And, and that's, that's one thing, praying scripture. You, you pray, Lord, I know your kingdom will come and that your will be done on earth and heaven. So give me this day my daily bread and forgive me because I have forgiven my brothers and sisters. You know, you've got, you have a part to do as well. Um, you have to forgive. So if you've not been, if you, if you've not forgave, then you're not going to be forgiven. I mean, that's just how it is. You have to forgive. Be like, Lord, don't lead me into temptation and deliver me from evil. These are the things you're claiming these things that he's already promised you. And so that's why I'm getting into this praying scripture. You know, you want to seek first the kingdom of God, having a pure heart. Um, poor in spirit doesn't mean that you're poor. It just means that you know that you are nothing without the Lord. And you can put your name in there. You can you can tweak it however you want to, but you know that that is what the Lord's will is. And so I just, I have loved it. And there's all kinds of stuff on Pinterest to pray over your children and your husband and your friends and your work. And, and you just start doing that and it just becomes... So beautiful. I can't imagine what it sounds like to him. And he wants you to do that. I was listening to a lady pray for Israel. And that's one of the um, 
reasons why I picked Psalm 91 is she was adding Israel into this when she was reading it. And Israel doesn't believe. And so that's the thing about it. Like God is trying to get their attention. You know, they are stiff necked and they're, they're rebelling and they're waiting. Their antichrist is, their Messiah is our antichrist. And so um, he's trying to get their attention to turn them from sin. Um, and they're just really rebellious. And so, but that's his chosen people. So anything else? We had a lot to talk about. I know. We had to talk about Israel though. Uh, and fighting I, Israel means fighting God. Zechariah twelve three. It will come about in that day that I will make Jerusalem a heavy stone for all the peoples. All who lift it will be severely injured and all that all the nations of the earth will be gathered against it. Mm-hmm. If you bless Israel, you will be blessed. Mm-hmm. If you curse Israel, you will be cursed. So um, it is a holy city, not because they do great things over there, because they do child sacrificing. They do all kinds of horrible acts over there. But it is a holy city because it is God's city. And um, Gaza just doesn't know. They don't believe. Um, They don't believe. So definitely you want to pray for people's hearts to be turned. Um, Someone actually got on me because there were some people who are um, spoke English and was like telling us updates and stuff. The very first thing I say, do, do you, are you a follower of Jesus? And people are like, don't be weird. Don't be dumb. Are you stupid or whatever? And I'm like, and they're like, and then like a few minutes later, that same person was like praying for you. And I'm like, who are you praying for? Or who are you praying to? Yeah. Like you're telling me not to share Jesus with these people who could possibly die. And you're saying you're praying for them. Like, it's it just, it just nice does not make sense. It is. Yeah. Everybody's like, oh, I'm praying for that you. That has no power. No, nah, nothing, nothing. So, all right. Well, next week, you know, I don't know what will be going on. You know, it's like every week something crazy. I don't know. It's either fires or floods or war. So um, just get in the word and start praying scripture. I think that, that that is the biggest thing. And understand that it is a heart matter. And so, like, just don't be like a hypocrite and your heart be... Um, not pure and you trying to lay down sin and walk in the spirit or you just mumbling a prayer just because you want to throw it up to God because it it falls on deaf ears. So that is a check on your mm-hmm. to-do list. Yeah, like. yeah. And that's how Jesus tells us. He said it from his own mouth. Do not be like them. So, all right, we will see you next week.